Welcome to SpotCast, your single point of contact podcast for the service management and support industry, brought to you by HDI, where service management and support professionals belong. Smarter service, better business, HDI. On the web at thinkhdi.com. I'm your host for SpotCast, Roy Atkinson. Episode 20 is an interview with Barkley Ray. Barkley is an experienced ITSM consultant, analyst, and writer. He has worked on approximately 700 ITSM projects over the last 25 years and also writes blogs, research, and papers on ITSM topics for a variety of industry organizations and vendors. He has also worked for a number of ITSM organizations and delivers strategic ITSM consultancy as well as media analyst services to the industry. He's an ITIL 4 lead architect and co-architect of the ITIL practitioner scheme with Axelos. Barkley was named as one of HDI's top 25 thought leaders in technical support and service management in 2017, 2018, and 2019. It is a pleasure to connect and chat with you, Barkley. Uh, it has been a little bit too long, and I hope we will see each other extensively at Service Management World coming up. Absolutely. Yes, looking forward to it. Good to talk to you, too. has been a while. And it's good. I'm glad that you're going to be part of that. Uh, one of the subjects that you're keen to talk about, including at Service Management World, is the evolving role of IT. So can you tell us a little bit about how you think the role is changing and where it's going? Well, I mean, it's been changing and evolving. I mean, I've been in IT for a long time, um, and it's it's always been I suppose, been evolving and changing and we've always been looking ahead and seeing what happens in five years and 10 years and then none of us will have jobs and then that doesn't happen. And so it, it, it's always been changing. It's always been evolving um, and has evolved significantly in the time that I've uh, been involved in it. Um, although a lot of things haven't evolved maybe as much as we thought they would and that's because we keep getting hit with new technologies every so often and new ways of working but i think finally at last we're seeing much more of a confluence of people and capabilities uh, in the sense that the the role is much is is being better understood um the value is better being understood by people outside of it and uh, still not perfect long way to go but it's it's much more visible and it's much more understood and understandable than it was in the past um, despite it being very complex um, and the requirements of it are I think more easily understood the younger generation that's coming through in management as well also has a completely different way of thinking about what technology is compared to the older generations who I guess have tended to shy away from it and not really want to get involved and see it as being something that goes on in the you know the basement of the of the organization so i think at last we're coming to that point where it is just being accepted as being you know a function of business a function of organizations a really important one in many cases utterly central and utterly vital and that that realization is also at last coming through to people who work in it um some of us um, who've been around in IT service management for a long time, we'd probably say that we've been banging on that drum for a long time. You know, we're part of the business. 
we add value. Um, it's not just all about technical stuff. All those good things, I think, are coming together. And, and some of that's been facilitated by the way technology has gone. Also, the kind of commercial models have changed that. So, you know, people buying complete services, cloud, um, not really needing to get into the nuts and bolts and the infrastructure side. So I think that will continue, and I think it will become less of a division between us and them and become between a, you know, some kind of witchcraft that nobody understands um, and what people normally do in business. And similarly, those of us who work in IT uh, will become more part of the organizations at a at a business level, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're still awake, yeah? And I, and I think that I'm going to drill a little bit into, into some of the things that you said, and I, it, yeah. it occurred to me while you were saying that, that perhaps that's the real digital transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it, that's kind of a fuzzy term, and people don't know what it means or find it hard to define. But you said that, you know, the new management—they're versed into technology. It's part of the way that they do things, and 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 and, and I think could that that be the real digital transformation that we're talking about? It's just part of the way that we work, part of the way that we do products and services now in business, and so that's just becoming totally ingrained i think so i mean you know the the consumerization that we've had in the last particularly 10 15 years you know iphone being the the big catalyst there but you know everybody's got a ta- you know your grandmother's got a ca- tablet your dog has got you know several devices um all that that has i think opened it up and, and blown away some of the, the cobwebs around what what we actually do and um, people expect it to work people expect it to be a good experience people expect it to be something that supports them and I, and I think you know there is no business function that anybody does whether they're in a startup whether they're in a established organization that you know if you're trying to do something you're trying to create something or build something a new service a new product a new offering a new way of working the technology is just part of that it's it's not something separate it's not something that you know we we work out what we're going to do and then we we go and knock down at the end of the corridor there's a guys in it we bring them in and tell them what to do or we ask them if we can do it they they are part of the discussion because they are part of us and we're with them that's that's the real change and, and as i say it's not nowhere near complete but that's the path we're on i see it in more and more organizations where there's much more blurring of the lines between business and IT um, as as we have known it for a long time. And, and I think the difference, the diff- real difference I notice with people coming through who are, and I hate the term, but it, it, it's easy to use it, digital natives. People have just grown up with this stuff from an early age. You know, my kids, you know, iPads from the age of really young age. The thing with them is they don't they don't see it as a problem. They don't see it as a as a barrier. They don't see it as something different or you know something really challenge. It's just some. It's just part of the furniture. It's something that has to be used um, and is used and is there to deliver value. So I think that's. I mean, if you say the digital transformation is, I, I think it's. My view is that digital transformation is is human transformation as well, and we, you know, the success of it is how we manage to transform ourselves as well as, you know, being able to use tech technology 
Um, I'll give you an example. Some of the I've been judging some awards at the moment, and you know you have several different projects, and they all do impressive things. I mean, I'm sure you have the same kind of thing in, in the US, but you know there's one there's one entrance entrant where they are talking about how they've achieved a lot by if you like digitizing what they currently do and then you've got other um applicants who are, who have sat back and looked at what it is they do and just changed the way they work and to me the the latter is digital transformation uh, is real transformation because it's saying well we don't just computerize digitize everything or turn everything into mobile just for the sake of it we've got an opportunity to do something new and better and and more ingrained in what we do so let's let's do that and let's work together to achieve that achieve that end that makes perfect sense so part of the discussions around digital transformation and, and different ways of working and so forth are all the conversations going on about uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, bots, um, and just automation. And there are many misperceptions about all of those things, as you know. Mm. Can you help people sort out what what you uh, are talking about when you say artificial intelligence, machine learning? What do you think? Is, is there really a lot of AI out there, or is that just a label that we put on things that are automated well there's definitely the technology out there and there are some people using it to a greater or lesser extent i think just just reining into our world a little bit in terms of service management and it and service desk and so on um it varies significantly i I know some organizations who've got quite significant use of uh you know natural language bots for very simple um, kind of chat or extended chat type facilities. So some of their customers will call on specific types of questions, or, or you know, are, are rooted or routed, uh, as you say, on specific questions, and they then have a quasi conversation with somebody, and it leads to uh, an answer. You know, press this, or we have reset that, or you know, check out this link. Bang! They send them a link. Uh, that's pretty cool stuff but it's quite limited but it once it starts to be used then it can actually open up quite a lot of possibilities the the other sort of types of things that i see are people using rpa robotic process automation mostly with these are just simply automated process responses so they they can carry out specific functions in a in a workflow like triage like um, you know, checking on breach, uh, things that might cause a bottleneck uh, in a process and hold everything up, whereas actually a machine or several machines can do that instantaneously and save everybody a lot of time and speed up, you know, speed up the resolution for the for the end user. There's obviously bots. There's obviously um, chat and how people use chat very often you're not actually talking to a person it's it's you know a response that has been been tested and, and so on um i see lots of organizations where they've got some kind of strategy that that has thought about the distribution channels and and the the way that they want to move that in future so they want to maybe actually move away from 
telephone calling or to reduce the percentage of that and move more on to, you know, people using self-service or automation um, or ultimately not contacting at all. Um, and also with good um, routing, then, of, of course, you, you don't necessarily have to be going direct to a frontline service desk. You might have a particular type of incident that, that is best dealt with at, you know, by a technical person immediately because they they know how to fix it. Um, there's lots of talk about things like how we can use automation for shift left um, and shift left not being just moving to the front, but moving to the best place to get it done as as quickly as possible. But in terms of what people should be doing, then obviously they need to go and find out about those things. They need to understand the difference between um, RPA and bots and what they can do with standard automation and a lot of stuff that is still that's been around for a while where you can automate workflows and you can automate tasks and automate approvals that are very very effective and maybe not as high tech or as cool as uh, bots and rpa but still useful and um, one of the things that we put in um, i'm very proud to be part of the current team that's that's written ITIL 4 and we have this thing the guiding principles and one of them that we talked about a long, for a long time as to how we'd word it was optimize and automate uh, and in that order so that you think about what's the best way to do things you might have to research technology um, you might find a, a manual way of doing things that's best but it's it's still the optimum way but ultimately we should be thinking about automating where we can and where it makes sense. And we have the tools out there to do that. Um, so it, it's a question of, you know, not just doing it for its own sake. We don't just have to digitally transform for the sake of it, but we should certainly be looking at what opportunities there are to remove the, uh, you know, the error prone, repetitive, um, and, you know, relatively, challenging from a value point of view type of work um, and be able to then concentrate on the on the more challenging stuff there's a couple of things though that we need to look out for one of them is just you know if you are going to automate and you are going to use technology to, to do that then you have to get your house in order you have to have good data you have to have good process there's no point automating bad process and bad data so you know your configuration management your knowledge management are these all up to date and and ready to be automated or you know do we have to spend a bit of time thinking about that thinking about that first yeah I, I, that's a key point and i know that there were some analyst predictions from well-known analyst firms which need not be named but you know who they are as well as i do mm -hmm. um that something like 90 percent of of uh these you know modernization projects using emerging technology we're going to fail because the data simply wasn't there. The knowledge simply wasn't structured enough that, you know, to, and it wound up impeding the uh, advanced uh, emerging technologies rather than, than helping them. So yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely spot on, I think. And one, and, of, the, one of the other things there, sorry, Roy, is as well is that you actually, um, just from the point of view of the, statistical side you, you actually need quite a lot of data if you're going to use intelligent systems you know to to make decisions you know intelligent knowledge uh, management intelligent response systems 
uh, you know, uh, and very often, particularly internal organisations, just don't have that don't have that level of data. But you know, the the, the volume is required to help it to understand how to how to interpret it um, and that's where you may need to go and, and you know be part of some external or pooled uh, resources of of knowledge and while we're talking about emerging technologies and so forth and in, in their book human plus machine reimagining work in the age of ai two authors paul darty and james wilson talk about the missing middle uh, which is kind of the melding of things that robots and AI and machine learning are good at and those things humans are good at so that they mm. complement each other. Uh, you talk about focusing on the areas where humans can add value. Can you talk about what some of those areas are from your point of view? Well, I, I think it's a really important topic t to really you know, if, if we're trying to look forward, actually, we, we really need to be clear on, particularly if you project forward, you know, more than 10, 15, 20 years where the capability of the technology will be, you know, vastly more than it is at present. And many of the functions that we currently do will be done better by machines. So we have to really decide and understand what it is that we do well, where we add the value, where we where we make a difference and do things that that machines can't do or can't do very well, um, and for me that is all about, you know, and it's 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 back to you know human interaction, how how we engage with other people, how we understand people, how we empathise with people, um, a lot of the things that traditionally were perhaps seen as being inverted commas, soft skills. Um, but for many, and for many people in IT are, have always been quite challenging. People that work in, in technology like technology and I wouldn't say hide behind it, but f for many it's, 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 you know, if they'd been good at marketing and communications and, and, you know, they would have done that or sales, they would have done those kind of things. No, they're in technology because they like technology. So it's always been quite challenging that. And what we don't want to do is remove, it's automate everything to the point that there's no human contact. Um, although somebody will then pipe up and say, yeah, but what about Amazon and all these things where there is almost zero contact? Well, I wouldn't buy everything from Amazon and I wouldn't want to and, and I think part of what we what we do when we're working is is actually engaging, communicating, but also it's not just at the I'm passing you a bit of information and you pass me something back level. It's we are we are engaging with people. We we understand them as human beings, um, whether that's emotionally or or you know, at a number of different levels, and we, we can respond to that well. People like talking and engaging with other people. What, what, I think one of the, the, the simplest challenges is the fact that if we reduce the number of interactions, so if we automate, you know, 60% of what a service desk does, that means that they only have a certain, they have far less opportunities to talk to people. Um, if, if if I am a business manager and I currently call my service desk twice a month, you know, that's 24 times a year. So if they automate a significant part of that, then there's only going to be a, a small number of times where I interact with them. 
where they've got to be the pressures on them also then to be really good on those interactions and have still have the right levels of of skills um I, I sometimes think of it being similar to what pilots do because pilots these days don't really do much flying pilots are are kind of insurance policies more than anything else um i also sometimes think that they actually just hire actors to do the the voiceover thing just to make people feel comfortable <laughs> the nice plummy voice you know <clears throat> um but you know the real value is is that they're there to sort things out when they you know and we don't expect that to be a uh you know somebody straight out of school who's been sitting watching all the um the dials and then suddenly has to you know we want it to be the guy who spent his whole career preparing for a life-saving 30 seconds or whatever it was and um is able to respond and maybe that's quite an extreme example but it it, it certainly is I think what we have to do is understand where we really do connect with people and, and you know, whether that's across teams, across departments, across organizations. Um, and we see the value of not just having transactions between um, teams, but actually proper, you know, communication and engagement uh, with other people, so a lot, a lot of the things that I'm, I'm saying there are, you know, we just need to make sure that we, we are really good at empathising and understanding and being positive and following up and meeting our promises and understanding the business and being able to negotiate and understand the commercial side, you know, all those things as well as, you know, oh yeah, I can reset that uh, that IP address by doing that that a machine can do that but making people feel good about it or understanding that there's something else that they've got a problem with or you know just generally supporting the brand that, that you're that you're supporting rather than it just being a faceless a faceless um, machine so there's a number of things there about managing the relationship and managing the the business interaction that I think are areas where we need to be um, better and and be able to focus on um, because I think a lot of the technical skills will go down a very narrow path. You know, we'll still need very, very technical people. The, the, the T-shaped model, if you're familiar with that, the, we got a lot of people with general skills and then deep dive um, on technical experts. But they will still probably be people that nobody can actually talk to because they talk a different language and it's not Swedish or Scottish. Mm-hmm. So in, in the mix of those things that people need to be good at and Mm. machines are good at now the differences between those two things where does service management fit in what what's the key value that service management brings to the organization from your perspective i think one of the biggest um, challenges in the last few years has just been holding on and reinforcing and 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 reminding people of the value of service management um, and it's not, you know, it's not just there as a kind of window dressing, something where we've got people who are good at talking to each other. That that's one part of it. But re- true service management is about good collaboration across the organisation, understanding the businesses and organisations that are being supported, being able to develop uh, to demonstrate the value that's being achieved from providing technology. Um, being able to 
I suppose, understand the complexity of different organizations and, you know, where the technology fits in with that. Um, there's that kind of warranty part of it. What, where, when, why, who does what, where's the, where's the value in what we're doing from a business point of view. And then there's all the kind of assurance side of things, the governance side of things, the security, the, the whole kind of we are, we are providing – when I started in IT, you know, the first few days, it was hammered into me that you know the, we were there to protect the um, the knowledge assets of the organisation. Um, protect has always been a sort of slightly challenging word because it sounds a bit um, controlling, but protect is the right word. You know, security. Um, you know, the, the the whole cyber resilience issue is absolutely massive at the moment, and we we must ensure that we are. You know, looking after the assets of the organisation that we support, and and the people that work there, and their mortgages, and families, and kids, and so on, um, and so that things are being properly managed and properly protected. And we've had these kind of challenges in the last few years because all the all the the cool agile and DevOps stuff that's come along, which is all great, but it, what it's tended to do is let people think, well, we just need to be fast, we just need to be cool we just need to do things in different ways great but that doesn't mean to say we forget about you know some of the important but absolutely vital um assurance um governance and and business support that we that we provide um and no organization can do without those you know i don't care how how much of a unicorn organization anybody is as soon as they get to more than a couple of people you need to have process you need to have some kind of accountability you need to do things consistently you need to be able to um, account for what you've you're doing and be able to protect it and manage it properly um, and that's if you like if we're seeing that technology is, is is a key part of every business every organization that's a huge part of, of the value that we actually deliver so you know not ignoring the fact that we can do things faster and and you know, more transparently and more visibly uh, that we've got learning organizations that we, you know, we listen more, we work in small teams, all the stuff that's been out there in the last few years. Absolutely. But don't forget, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. This stuff is still really important. And if anything, it's more important than ever. Great answer. Thank you, Barkley, so much for chatting this morning. And it's Always a pleasure to talk to you. I look forward to seeing you in Orlando at Service Management World. Uh, thank you very much, and great to talk to you too. I really look forward to it as well. I'm looking forward to uh, sitting down and having a glass of um, fizzy pop with you and, and others at uh, the event. I'm sure it'll be a great event. Really looking forward to it. Thank you, Barkley. Thank you for listening to SpotCast. For more about HDI, visit us on the web at thinkhdi.com and see Support World for great content. I'm Roy Atkinson, your host for Spotcast. Until next time, take care.